Drop the bass. <laughs> 60,000 watts. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Y'all know what it is. It is y'all's favorite show and mine. Never dies, everybody. It is season two, episode two of Cobra Kai, and I am your host, Karate Kip, and I got Cobra Cole in the house. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back, and we are ready to talk about some Cobra Kai, and how are you doing tonight, Cole? Good. Are we, are we back in back in black? We are back in black tonight, <laughs> and yellow. Oh my gosh, that's exactly right. I am super excited to talk about this episode, man. There are so many good storylines happening. Are you excited as well? I am. I am too, and just to let everybody know, I do have my Cobra Kai shirt on tonight. Once again, gets me all jazzed up, you know, and I have a huge cup of coffee here and I'm ready to break it down. So welcome listener as well. And let's get it out of the way, you guys. We have any Cobra business tonight, Cole? I think there is a little bit. I I was going to talk about the Cobra corrections that we did last episode. I didn't really like that. I'm just going to push that into Cobra business. So gotcha, gotcha. Cobra Corrections is now just going to be part of Cobra business now. And yeah, do you have any Cobra business tonight before we get into it? I don't think I do. All right, well, let's just brush over to that for now. And let's get into a new segment, you guys. It's a new season, and I got a new segment to replace the Cobra Corrections. And this one is going to be called Kip's Corner. Kip's Corner, so gather around, kiddos. Gather around. We're gonna we're gonna get a little bit deeper into some of the themes and situations that Cobra Kai brings up. Because it's not all just about the actions and the storylines. There's there's some lessons here, Cole, you know. There's some deep stuff. And there's some issues that it brings up. And I was going to just talk about bullying a little bit. I did some research on bullying. You know, that's such a big part of Karate Kid. It's such a big part of Cobra Kai. I mean, it's all about the bullying, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the the first movie was all about, for sure. and why do you think people bully Cole? Have you ever really thought about it? Uh, because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be funny because it's funny. I see a fat kid with his shirt, with his hips popping out. I'm I'm joking, but, uh, in seriousness, I think it's because they're, uh, probably, uh, insecure about themselves and reflect that on other people. Yes, there's a lot of that. It goes deep, like, or you know, they could have trouble at home. You know, whatever. There's all there's all kinds of reasons for why kids kids act out like that. 
Oh yes, there's so many factors, so many different factors. And you know, bullying, I've you know, I never really thought about it too deeply a little bit. So I wanted to get do a little research into it. And it goes way back into our history of our of our species, man. Even like since the beginning of time, it was what I was reading. I'm sure, man. And if you believe in like evolution and stuff, primates, you know, monkeys, monkeys bully. It's like in their social hierarchy, okay, is what I was reading. So it goes even way back. They they bully each other like by bowing up to each other and like making the other monkey like cower down. Yeah. And they'll like they'll steal their food. I mean, I feel like that's even just a thing amongst mammals as a whole almost. I don't think, you know, don't I think even dogs kind of do that. That is that is totally true. It's later on in my notes. All yeah. a lot of mammals bully. That's exactly right. And they'll bully by stealing food. They'll like, like keep them out of like the main tribal yeah. spaces and stuff. They'll the victims will have a less chance of procreation, you know, and like like that's probably like one of the main ones. Yeah. Like the social hierarchy of it all. That's probably the main one because if you think about it, the karate kid bully situation in the movie, that was just all about Allie. So it goes deep. And yeah, monkeys will, will bully in groups sometimes, you know, they'll do it in groups. Actually, it's not just one monkey doing it on its own. They'll do it in groups, just like Johnny, his friends did. Monkey, monkey, monkey clicks running around, you know, bully, <laughs> monkey bullying, gangs, bullying people. 100%. <laughs> and yeah, they'll bullies will choose their victims. They won't just just bully everyone around them you know it's like they choose a victim or several victims are there other monkey jocks and monkey preps monkey jocks monkey preps doing the <laughs> monkey karate and the uh yeah the crane kick at each other it goes down and it's true that it is funny but it's such a big part of of these uh, of these movies and the shows that I just wanted to get a little bit deeper into it. And it can happen at any age, you guys. Like babies will even exhibit signs of bullying by taking toys away from each other and stuff. I was yeah. reading about. So there's different types as well, you know. I've I've been uh, bullied by a baby before, dude. <laughs> he took your toy away. He took your toy away. Sorry, can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Trey, babies, you're trying, be, babies you're, trying will, be, you're trying to be serious. <laughs> babies will bully anybody. Got to watch out for those bullying babies, you guys. But yeah, there's different types. You know, males with males, it's mostly physical, and with females, it's like so more social, more. Verbal and like yeah. social exclusion. Ooh, the, the mean girls, man. The mean girls, exactly right. There's there's cyberbullying that the show talks about. Oh yeah, there's racial bullying, lots of different types. And I can't uh, imagine what things have, would have been like, you know, if, if I, I were if you know, the technology was the way it is now when we were kids. Man, I could <laughs> would have been. I can't. I don't think I could have. Be able to deal with that. Yeah, we're very lucky that we don't have yeah. to deal with the cyberbullying. Or think about this, a cyberbullying baby, dude. That's just like a total <laughs> nightmare. 
But I was going to say that, you know, it's a huge thing. And if you're getting bullied in school or wherever, it's totally fine to ask for help from a parent or a teacher, counselor. So Karate Kip and Cobra Cole say it's, it's cool to ask for help. It's totally fine. Definitely. You can do that. Or you can just become badass like in Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just be badass. So, yeah, we just wanted to dive in a little bit deeper and some of the themes and stuff. And, and we'll talk about some more stuff as the show goes on. So just want to add also, you know, I, I laugh because uh, I was bullied as a kid, you know, <laughs> and I, I've been through that before. And uh, sometimes all you can do is, you know, just kind of make humor out of it, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to get through it any way you can yeah. and call it out if you see it, too. And, yeah, it's some tough situations, you guys. So just. Be aware. It's good to be aware. And so y'all are learning all types of different stuff here on Never Dies. But that's it for Kip's Corner. And we hope you enjoyed that, you guys. Uh, Switching it up a little bit. But that brings us to the recap now. Enough for, the, enough for this gooey show of emotion. Let's, that's right. Let's get into the show. That's what we're here for, folks. So this, let's get into the recap, cap, 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 cap. And that was Mercy Part 2, if you remember, Cole. Yes. That was such a good episode. A continuation uh, from the first season. Oh my gosh, it started off right where the first one left off. You're right. Just like we, the first and second movie did. Immediately. Hey, I didn't think about yeah, that. They that's did good, that. That's well said. Here we go again. And yeah, Johnny and Kreese had that fight in the Cobra Kai dojo and they busted it up. We also had that awesome Miyagi Do fix up montage with Robbie and Daniel. They were building Miyagi Do back up it was so awesome sam miguel they were still broken up you know and and sam blocked him so that was like a huge thing and he was all depressed and everything and robbie was training at miyagi do and he was asking about the miyagi relics and everything the the drum all that stuff was so cool <laughs> drum saved my life one one time <laughs> that little toy saved my life Johnny restarted Cobra Kai in a way. He made them all go back to white belts. He started adding like mercy into Cobra Kai. Sometimes he said, or maybe on, you know, honor, I guess more more than mercy. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, there were exceptions to the no mercy rule with honor. Well said. We were introduced to Raymond at the store. He's a great character, and then Miyagi Do was like officially restarted that night with the ceremony meditation ceremony and Sam showed up and they're going to start training there with Robbie. And then right at the very end, you guys, crease was able to convince Johnny to let him back into Cobra Kai actually by bringing his trophy back. Oh, it's so sneaky. Right. What a move. What a move. Was that the actual same trophy? Like we'd have to go back and look at the, 
beginning of the second movie to see if that was the actual like if those two trophies looked the same. It looked pretty similar, and yeah, we were trying to figure out if it's something he grabbed from the dojo or he has been keeping it all those years. And I'm gonna put my money on that he kept it all those years. Be crazy if he did. It would be crazy. So maybe that's something we'll find out in the spinoff. Because I think there's going to be a spinoff. What happened to the trophy during all those years? <laughs> but yeah, so that was the last episode. But tonight's episode, you guys, was an excellent one. And it was entitled Back in Black, <laughs> Episode 2, Season 2. And why, Cole, do you think they titled this episode Back in Black? Well, because uh, well, the episode begins with Johnny listening to the song Back in Black by ACDC and also making a few changes to his car. Yeah, the car thing. I was definitely thinking about that. And yeah, he, painted, he got it painted black. He painted it black from red. And I was also thinking that it could, have, it could be like Crease's back. That also, yep. Mm-hmm. And he's and he wears black, you know. So it could be a bunch of different things. So that's super fun. And Cole, you ready to get into this episode, my man? Yeah. Me too. And yes, you were exactly right. Let's uh chop it up. <laughs> Let's chop it up at the car shop. Because that is exactly right. The opening scene. We are at a car shop with a montage with the Song Back in Black by ACDC. And you know we love these montages, you guys. We love these montages, so I kind of broke it down. And... That was such a cool car, right? We had the techs putting on some gear, and they were mixing the colors, and they weren't changing that red charger from from red to like black it's and a, yellow. It's a Challenger. The Challenger, that's right. What kind of man doesn't know cars? <laughs> it was the Challenger, and he's changing it from red to black and yellow, which were, of course, the original Cobra Kai colors. And yeah, and so it showed Johnny was like waking up from his alarm, right? He slammed that thing. Do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, still the bed was covered with Coors Originals, but he woke up. He's ready to go. He slammed that alarm clock. And he started, he got up. He started doing some sit ups. Miguel was doing some sit ups too. This was such a cool montage. Yeah, we're kind of showing, we're kind of seeing Miguel and Johnny start their day pretty much at the same time. They're starting their day. Yep, Miguel is eating a hearty breakfast of eggs and drinking a glass of orange juice. While Johnny had a hearty breakfast of more Coors Original and, a, and some Slim Jims. <laughs> breakfast of champions. You know, who, who hasn't done that occasionally, right? I'm telling you, it is the breakfast of champions. He's two-time champion. Meanwhile, the techs were painting the Challenger, and they were putting in black leather interior with the Cobra Kai logo on the seats. Oh, that's such a cool car. I want to see it one day. It'd be so awesome. 
they also added the tape deck. Did you notice that? They took yeah, out the yeah. radio player and they added a tape deck with AM and FM radio. Because, you know, Johnny requested that for sure. So all he has is cassettes. You know that's true. And the car had yellow stripes with a Cobra on the hood. And they had replaced that LaRusso Auto Group license plate with a black one with two Cobras. Like, I really want that. I wish I could find that somewhere. If anybody knows where to find that, email us in. And then, yeah, Miguel came out of his apartment at the same time as Johnny. And they both put on sunglasses and they fist bumped. When they got into the car, that was so cool. Yeah. And then Johnny revved it up, put it to gear, and he was using that chrome, like, Cobra gear shift. Did you see that? Yeah, it looked awesome. So, yeah, he put it in, yeah, it was awesome. And he, and he put it into gear, and he, he immediately blew through a stop sign. Did you see that? Yeah. It just went straight through the stop sign there. Oh, my gosh. But they did stop at another one, though, and while they were jamming out, there were some girls next to them, and Miguel went to look and smile, but Johnny said, don't look, play it cool. And as they pulled out, we got the Cobra Kai title in yellow, and it's always a good episode when it's in yellow. And what did you think about that intro, Cole? Oh, yeah, it was a great intro. Uh, we see Johnny... Being typical Johnny, and you know Miguel's uh, at this point being typical Miguel. I guess you know he trains hard, <laughs> and I like seeing the uh, the transformation of uh, what I'll call what I'll call the uh, the Cobra Car now. I guess Cobra Car. It's a cool Challenger, and now it looks even more badass with the Cobra upgrades to it. So cool, and you know that's a real car, and it's somewhere we got to find it. I just loved how Johnny slammed that alarm clock, man. That thing is that's pretty like a, durable. That's like a perfect car for for Johnny. Uh, you know, out of all the newer like vehicles that are out there, <laughs> it is perfect. It's for totally, him. it's totally him. It was so cool. And so while Johnny is fist bumping Miguel with sunglasses and all that stuff. <laughs> In the next scene, we're at the Keen apartment, and his son is by himself, and he was sleeping on the couch. You know, that's Robbie. He was sleeping on the couch. Did you notice that? I, yeah, I never yeah. noticed, but he doesn't ha like have a room. Yeah, yeah, it's about to say that you don't think he even has his own room. Just his mom does, and that's it. Yeah. It's a one-bedroom apartment. He sleeps on the couch. It took me a while to notice that. And he was awoken by two shadowy figures sneaking in. Could they be thieves? <laughs> but you know Robbie doesn't like run away did you notice like no he just he runs to them he drop kicks one of them so I like I like that he's he's not scared he kicked the man in the face he did <laughs> but it was Shannon his mom with Rick another guy that she had met just another guy and they say like what's wrong with you but Robbie shot back, he, and this is important because he says, you haven't been here in days. And he says he thought somebody was breaking in. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about Robbie's home life here, you guys. And she apologized and said that they were just there to grab a few things because Rick is flying her to Cabo in a few days. Isn't that right? Yeah. Or Cabo adjacent. 
he says. <laughs> that guy was funny, man. He nailed it. Yeah. And Robbie was concerned about his mom going to Mexico with some guy. They still have to pay rent and get groceries, but his mom cuts him off saying, Rick's going to pay. And while they were talking, did you see she, she, she was like sliding some p- bottles of pills into her purse? Did you notice that? Uh, no, I did. Good eye. I did not catch that. Yeah, she was very sneaky about it. While she was talking, she—that's what they were there to grab. Oh, yeah. Okay. She slid some. Yeah, if you go back and watch, she slides yeah. a couple of bottles of pills into her purse real sneakily. Yeah, huh, that's. It's a shame. It's a shame. It is a shame. It, only, only reason she shows up in days is just to grab some pills. That's exactly what she was there for. Not even to check on him. So as they left, though, Robbie told that Rick guy, he said, don't hurt my mom, you know? And the guy was like, ooh. Yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> are you, are you, are you won't get up next time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that Rick guy was perfect. I was going to say that he kind of looked like what Robbie might become if he, like, never received the Miyagi-Do teachings. Right. Like, he was just kind of like some, some punk dude. He, had, like, he, he even had, like, medium hair. Just like kind Robbie, of, kind of like scummy looking guy, yeah, like yeah, like like longer, like blonde hair, yeah. So they left, and Robbie was alone in the apartment again. While this this is happening, while Johnny's riding around with Miguel and being all cool and stuff. So, what do you think about that scene, Cole? Yeah, you know. It, you see what Robbie's going through, and then you see the next scene with Johnny riding around with Miguel, and you're just like, man, why isn't it Robbie? I think that every time I see that, you know. But uh, I feel bad for Robbie. You know, he's he's, uh, he's basically just uh, he's living on his own as a teenager. It's not easy to do, especially if you don't have a way to make money. Oh, yeah. He's, so I feel bad I'm not for even Robbie. sure if he's – yeah, I feel bad for him as well. And yeah, I don't think he's in school right now. And yeah, he's not doing he's not scamming Robbie anymore. I don't think he's I don't think he's still working in the dealership anymore either. I guess I don't know. If he does, they don't show it. That's true. We haven't seen anything from that. He might still be doing it. We haven't seen it. That's I almost forgot about that because of the tournament and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a bit. So maybe he's still working there. At the next scene, though, you guys, we are at the Miyagi-Do Dojo, and it seems like it's later that same day, okay, because Robbie was in the back, and he was using the punching bag, like, with a lot of anger. He was, like, getting the anger out. And what do you think exactly he's angry about, Cole? he's angry about the way his mom's acting. You know, leaving him there, like, going, and she's running off with some weird guy that he doesn't know. She only came in for the pills. I mean, he knows that. He's worried about the, the rent getting paid. He probably he knows it probably in his mind. He probably knows it won't get paid. So he's he's, he's angry. He is angry, and yeah, you could totally see it. You could totally see it. And I agree with you there, Cole. Yes. So inside of the dojo, we had a panning shot of pictures showing the history of the Miyagi Do senseis. It was pretty cool. And the last one, the last one that they showed was, was an actual sensei. That He's one of the ones that created the style of karate that Miyagi-Do is based off of. And 
Daniel was adding Mr. Miyagi's picture to the end. It was so cool because we got Mr. Miyagi's pan flute music. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. And Daniel was feeling the pressure, though. You know, he said, big shoes to fill. And he's right. That is some big shoes to fill. Sam was also outside. And when she, it was cool because she walked past the wooden Miyagi-Do sign. And I was thinking, is this the first official day? I, I, think, I think it's the first official day of Miyagi-Do here. It is. As she walked in, this is important. It's kind of a weird situation. As she walked in, Aisha was calling. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't Aisha though, was it, Cole? It was Miguel. Yeah, what did he want? He's at, you know, he's upset about the breakup and he wanted to talk to Sam and basically begged beg for to, her to take him back. And at this point it looks like he's I guess he's so desperate he's calling from his friend's phone. You know, who's mutual friends with his ex-girlfriend. It was a sneaky move. Yeah. Sneaky move from Miguel, but he, he, he still has feelings for her, you know? And he really wants to talk to her. Yeah, he was begging her, basically. Said he, he can't stop thinking about her. So, like, he, he's in love with her big time. And so she was talking to him, and she said, Miguel, I, like, as she walked out in the back dojo... And Robbie was there. He he heard her say that. All right, it was kind of it was teen drama. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. She apologized. She was like, oh, "I thought it was Aisha." Fun, 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 sound effect to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, Ooh, yeah. We, I probably can do that. <laughs> teen drama. Robbie responded, he was saying, you know, he was like, you can talk to her you want. And I like that because it shows that Robbie, he's like above Sam and Miguel's drama. It, yeah. it like, doesn't concern him right now. It's like a respectful place you know, it to might, be. It might a little bit, but at least he's acting like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he's acting like it, exactly. You're probably right. It might affect him a little bit. Thank goodness, because at that moment, Daniel came around the corner to – fix the situation and he's like ah perfect attendance on day one so yeah it is the first day sam asked what the first lesson was going to be and daniel led them around to the front of the dojo and cole i'm just having so much fun with this show right now like i said it's all a bonus and just having both of the dojos do their first day i was really enjoying this episode did you feel that way too yeah me too. So, so Daniel grabbed a bag of sand and he cut it and he poured it out into a circle. And so what was he doing with all that stuff? He said he was going to teach them the wheel technique. And that, uh, that, that Miyagi-Do is really all about moving in circles and maintaining balance. That's right, and he wants them to do the wheel technique inside of the circle at the same time. I guess it's a, it's a way for 
two people to help like defend each other. Yeah, you said uh, it'll make two people as good as twenty. That's right. It's like a like squaring up all your defense. And I noticed that he said that he said get in the circle. And he's and he asked them if they were ready. Robbie answered, "Yes, Mister Larusso." So like Daniel's not making them say like "Yes, Sensei," right, or anything like that. Daniel said, you know, Daniel talked to Mr. He, he called Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi. I just kind of noticed that it was like the first time. And he just said, yes, Mr. LaRusso. Very, very cool. And so like calling a person a sensei, like officially, it doesn't seem like it's a big part of Miyagi-Do. You know, Mr. Miyagi wasn't about all that. No. No, it wasn't all about that. That's more of like a military style thing for Cobra Kai. But, but what do you think about that scene, Cole? The first day starting of Miyagi Do. I like it, and I don't know if they ever really went into this uh, wheel technique in the movies. I know we've seen Daniel and Mister Miyagi uh, fight in that style, but I think it's interesting to see that he's going to show how it's done. Yes, we get to see the behind the scenes a little bit of Miyagi Do, and it's so so cool. I was just eating it up. I was eating it up, but now we get to see the other side of the coin, you guys, because at the next scene we are at the Cobra Kai dojo, and this episode is all about showing the different ways that the dojos are training up their students, their different philosophies, really delving into it. And at the Cobra Kai Dojo, Johnny was in the office. He was on the phone with somebody who was asking about new recruits. Johnny said, yeah, we're always taking new recruits, boys and girls. And then he asked, Ginger, what? Is this a prank call? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's still clueless and stuff. You know, it, it looks like, I mean, you can tell that the, that the Cobra Kai Dojo is bringing in some money now. You know, he's got... He's talking about having like you know multiple classes per day. I guess he got some money for that car from somewhere also. So he looks like they're doing pretty good right now. Seems like they're doing very well. They are the champs. Yeah, they have a ton of new students, and the the older students are definitely sizing up the new students. Though that's exactly where we're at. We're in the main room with Aisha, Hawk, and Bert. And they were sizing up, you know, Chris and Mitch, two of the newest students, you know. <laughs> and they were deciding what nicknames to give them. And I think this comes from Johnny giving nicknames to the new students. Oh, yeah. So e even the students are, like, nicknaming the other students now. And, yeah, they started to introduce themselves, but Hawk interrupted him saying, did I say you could speak? So he's, like, they're, like, really yelling at him and, Messing with uh, them and stuff. Oh, what'd you say those guys' names were again? The, the characters' names? Yeah, Chris and Mitch. Oh, I thought it was Shithead 1 and 2. <laughs> or maybe it was Mary Kate and Asshat. <laughs> those were, uh, yeah, right? Those are, that, was, that wasn't bad, right? No, it was Assface and Douchebag. <laughs> but yeah, Miguel showed up and named them. He said, I think you're Assface and Douchebag. And Mitch, the, he, Mitch got dibs on Assface uh, ass quick. <laughs> And I was going to say, Cole, which one would you rather be if you had to choose out of those two? Uh, ass face or douchebag? Ass face. Okay, I'll take douchebag then. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> All right, y'all. There it is. So that's pretty funny. And yeah, you won't hear Chris and Mitch's names for uh, probably a long, long time. So yeah. At that moment, at that very moment, the door chime rang, and here comes Crease. He Crease is walking back in, and now he's sizing up the new the new students too. He noticed two, uh, three nerdy, weak kids. They were standing there. Did you see those guys? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, did you see that one? One of them had a futurist female shirt. Yeah, yeah. How did Crease react? He just—he just has a disgusted look on his face. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's like, Joe, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Johnny saw Crease though, and he said, uh, "What's wrong with you? You know, I, I told you to show up tomorrow." So Crease is there a day early, and y'all, this is the first indication that Crease is going to try to override Johnny. He's going to try to push in wherever he can, and it's already started by showing up a day early. Oh, greasy crease, dude. Greasy crease, exactly. He's being, he's being uh, greasy again. And you can already see it, right, Cole? can I can see the, the grease coming off of crease, man. <laughs> he sweats grease. <laughs> greasy crease coming in. And, y'all, we cut back to the Miyagi-Do dojo. And it's going to cut back and forth here between the dojos as they both have their first official day after the tournament. Sam and Robbie are still in the circle of sand as Daniel is looking on. He told them to go ahead and begin the wheel, but they we stopped them saying they needed to do it at the same time for it to work. So why do they need to do it at the same time? You know, Why is that such a big deal, do you think? He says that it's so you can maintain maintain balance also and you can anticipate each other's moves kind of being you can uh work as one basically two people working as one you know that's exactly it so they can help each other out in a fight feel each other's moves and work together as one that's 100 percent correct because there's only two of them right now there's so many cobra kai students there's only two miyagi-do at that moment, though, Amanda texted Daniel saying that she needed help at the dealership. So it's already kind of stretching him. Daniel left Robbie and Sam alone to figure it out together. Potentials, y'all. Potentials. Also, you know, Daniel said that balance was his thing, but we're already starting to see some cracks in that, aren't we? He's, yeah, he's, he's having to split uh, his time. He's, you know, maybe he's taking a little too much away from, from work at the moment. It's totally true. Real life still happens, you guys. We cut back to the Cobra Kai dojo, though, and Johnny was introducing Kreese to the students. He told them that Kreese is just an observer right now, so he's keeping him at arm's length for sure as he should really shouldn't even bring him in at all really but here like cole on a side note I'm, i don't know if you noticed but i love watching crease like slowly start to dress like his old sensei self in cobra kai yeah then he show up wearing like some olive drab like you know it was like some like a uniform almost you know that he's wearing yes he comes in with regular clothes and then he and he like doesn't have any black on, 
at first, but today he has blue jeans on and a black shirt. And so it like he slowly starts to wear like his old clothes again. So we'll keep an eye on that as it goes along. I love watching that. Johnny got Miguel to begin warming up the class. And I got the sense here that Johnny was wanting to show off the class and its discipline to crease. He wants to like show off right now. But Miguel got them into fighting positions and they did a, a front kick, a forward strike. And what they finish with, Cole? Did he do a dab? <laughs> the side dab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, side dab. Yeah. And the class was like laughing, you know, they're hamming it up. But Johnny didn't like that, though. He was embarrassed a little bit, it seemed like. Aisha started laughing a little bit. And this is when she got Johnny to ask, what does a snake do? And what's a <laughs> snake do, do Cole? <laughs> well, they move their arms around like a snake motion. That's right. So, but at this point, Johnny hits him with a like a huge quiet oh yeah he's not he looks yeah like embarrassed this is my favorite quiet in the whole series you guys right here i mean there's so <laughs> much rage in it he's like he just can't believe it his reaction was yeah. hilarious like he couldn't believe what he just saw he couldn't believe he just, it quiet <laughs> it was that's my favorite quiet in the whole series man there's so much rage in it and so yeah do you remember what he said he said he told the class just an address, like a street, and he said, be there at 5 a.m. tomorrow. If you're not there, you're off the team, and he dismissed the class. Boom. Boom. He ended the first day just like that. He was so serious. The students were looking very worried. Yeah, they're kind of slacking a bit. They said, oh, we already won a tournament. You know, We got a long time before the next one. Acting like, you know, I think didn't... Uh, Johnny's like, oh, you guys think you know everything now? Yeah, they thought they had, had plenty of time. They thought they were already they already knew how to be badass, is what yeah. Hawk said. And what do you think about that scene, Cole? <laughs> it's it. You could tell that Johnny was definitely trying to uh, to impress Crease, uh, and the kids just completely embarrassed him. It was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I love the side dab and I love the snake do thing. It reminded me of like, a, like, a, like, what's up, dog, or whatever. If you, you could tell that. he was just like, he was just, you could tell he was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> up dog. It smells like up dog in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell he's disappointed. He looked like he was totally disappointed, you know? In the yeah, he was disappointed. And it's almost like, it was like Crease is the grandfather. Yeah. And like Johnny's the father. And then the kids are like their grandkids, you know? So it's like, I, I got that feeling as well, too. Oh, definitely. Interesting stuff there, y'all. But the next scene, though, we are at that work emergency at LaRusso Auto. And there's some real-life stuff going on here. Daniel and Amanda, they were talking about the Tom Cole. Tom Cole, man, what are you up to again? He was stealing their workers on, like, the last week of the month. I guess... We you still in their? Uh, I thought I was still in like just their their clients, pretty much. Also, yeah, stealing some of their clients. I heard that Amanda said that she stole some of their top salesmen too. Dang. Yeah, right at the end of the the last of the month. Tom Cole's slimy, also. <laughs> slimy Cole. 
find me Tom Cole. We got to find something for him too. And he did that because I guess dealerships have to like make a certain quota at the end of the month. Yeah, the sales the sales people do. Yeah, yeah. He stole their business. He he sold their salesman right at the end of the month to mess up their their quota. And so Tom Cole is still at like business war with Larusso Auto. So that's like still going on in the background here because there's all this karate stuff going on. But don't forget, there's real life stuff going on too. And Amanda said if they're going to meet their quota, they have to pick up the slack, him and her. Daniel starts to complain about that. Oh, he starts to say that, man, I just started teaching Sam and Robbie. But Amanda immediately hit him with the, you know, hey, bounce was your thing, right? He did say that. She always brings things back to back around full circle every time, you know. It's totally true. She's the smartest one. She, she helps him out. And he laughed and he says, all right, together, together we can meet the selling quota. He's like, you and me, we got it. So Amanda smiled and we got a cool Daniel and Amanda. Yeah, he didn't mean he didn't mean within like, you know, a month or he meant that day. Yeah, it was that day. They had to sell <laughs> 10 in a day. Like, he, I mean, they had more time, but he wants to get it done in one day. Yeah, he's like, let's do it. Yeah. So we got the cool Daniel and Amanda car selling montage. Oh, it was so it was fun. I, I love them working together. They're like a really, really good couple. And it started off with some cool like punk style rock music. It was getting us going. She's a beaut, ain't she? You're looking for a deal, you hit the jackpot. Just looking. Hey, no charge for looking. Well, what are you looking for exactly? It's got 5.1 surround sound, high-res monitors, and... They're a good con couple. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were working together to sell cars in any way they can. It showed a bunch of different ways that they did it. So, like, they were answering all the questions really well, and Amanda was, like, upselling some nerdy guy with glasses to buy a V8 instead. <laughs> Just, yeah. That was so fun. And I, I got to be honest, man. Amanda could probably convince me to buy V8, to be honest. She could <laughs> probably do that. She was also encouraging people to take pictures with, with Daniel, like doing the famous crane kick pose. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. I bet that was like that's a kind of like a throw to all the times Ralph Macchio has to like actually do that, like right. conventions and stuff. <laughs> you think he? Uh, do you think he enjoys it, or do you he's sick of it? Uh, I, I bet he. You know, it's just comes with the territory, probably. <laughs> you know, he's probably done it a million times. You know, it's just he just. I'm sure he loves. I've heard he's great at the conventions. I've heard. I've I've heard they're all great. And to be honest, if, if I met him, I, I would love to have that picture. Yeah. I would totally ask for that, even though it's probably done a million times. I would totally ask for that. One of these days, Cole, we're going to meet him. One of these days. Cobra Con. Cobra Kai Con. Hey, I heard they come through. So I heard Martin Cove is really fun at the conventions as well. Uh, the guy who plays Crease, everyone. I heard he's really great at the conventions. 
So back to the show. Uh, they were selling some cars, and yeah, they they even walked away from a guy who was like trying to haggle the price, and they like they like called his bluff. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah, did you like that montage, Cole? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a uh, fun to see uh, Daniel and Amanda uh, their dynamic, and what I guess that's how they built their kind of probably how they built their, their dealership. You know, looks like they they they've got some experience doing that, and they're, they're still good at it. That's well said. It really did showcase their dynamic, and I bet you that's exactly how they built their franchise, working together, selling together. Probably how they built the relationship. Yeah, they're a great couple. I also like that montage because I think it's important to show that like, as the dojo war begins, we're kind of at the start of it now, real-life stuff is still happening. Okay, real life stuff is still happening. And I also liked it because it shows that Daniel and Amanda, you know, they have fun working together, just like you said. You know, they're a good team. And as he gets involved with karate again, it's going to be important for Daniel not to forget about Amanda and their business together. Because it is their business together. When the montage ended, Amanda and Daniel were popping a bottle of champagne. They're congratulating each other. This is a good conversation. After they kissed, Daniel says, or Amanda said, I almost forgot what a natural salesman you are. Daniel said, yeah, well, I wish I was as natural as teaching karate as Mr. Miyagi, because Mr. Miyagi had all these tricks and stuff. And she, she backs him up here saying, you can come up with your own tricks. You don't have to be Mr. Miyagi. You only have to be Mr. LaRusso. Oh, wise Amanda. <laughs> oh, wise Sensei Amanda. It's important not only because it shows that Amanda believes in Daniel and that, you know, Daniel is feeling the pressure to be like Mr. Miyagi, but it, it shows that Daniel needs to find his own way to teach. And we're going to see how he does that, you guys. So Amanda left saying that she was going to let the service team go home early. And I, and I like it because it, it shows that they're good to their workers, too. Just these little things like yeah, that. Yeah, just so you know, most car dealerships are not. <laughs> so Yeah, you know from experience. Yeah, they don't care, man. They're about making them that dollar. So it just goes to show you that it's these little things that show that, you know, that are good to their workers and they're letting them go home early and that, Last season, they were like sharing the sushi with them. If you remember, they're like share yeah. with the workers. So, and as she left, Daniel spotted a worker putting a tire on the ground. And it was like spinning a bit on the ground, and it looked like it gave him an idea, right, Cole? Yeah, he had a he had like a he had a light bulb go off above his head there. Hmm. So cool. So cool. So at the next scene, we were at some parking lot. Like it seems like it's later in that five a.m. meeting day. Johnny's got the Cobra Kai kids out in the sun, and they're working hard mixing cement. It's a certain way to train. Chris was also there, looking like some judgy grandpa. <laughs> so old mean papa. That's right. And he was like telling Johnny, he's like, yeah, their muscles are going to ache, but you want them to be scared. Johnny said, they'll be scared of cement. 
Why is this old man? Never mind. <laughs> Don't question it. Just go. With He's it. yeah, yeah. Just go with <laughs> it. He wants to take over. Like, why does this old man care about these kids? I don't know. You know, it's kind of funny if you think about it. You can't think about it too much. Yeah, it's his legacy. You know, that's just the one thing. You're right, though. It is. It's his legacy, and he wants. You know, he wants it. You can tell he wants it back. So. He has his whole philosophy about yeah, kids being coddled today, and it was a big deal. It's probably the only thing that he has right now. You're right. At that moment, you guys, a cement truck pulled into the lot, and we don't know what's going on with that. It seems like it was some guy that Johnny knew, and he's going to let him use the truck in exchange for Johnny paying off his bar tab. It was Cutter, man. Cutter. <laughs> Good old Cutter. And so, yeah, Johnny does have some money. He's paying off that bar tab, too. The students saw the truck, and they were looking pretty scared. Do you have anything to say about that scene, Cole? It was a pretty quick one. Yeah. One, like you said, we could see that Johnny, he's not broke anymore. He's got a little bit of money now. He's, he's paying. He's telling guys he'll pay off their bar tabs so they can borrow, his, borrow a truck, you know. We're looking at this thing and wondering, oh, God, what's he got in store for these kids? That's probably going to be extremely dangerous. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he wanted him to be scared. So, At the next scene, y'all, we are at the Keene residence. And Robbie is there alone again. And he was, like, looking in the fridge, but it was empty. And that's sad because... There's nothing in there. But what's even more sad is the electricity went off right at that moment. Rick didn't pay. Of course Rick didn't pay. Rick's... What a punk, dude. (laughs) Rick's a punk. Rick's a punk. Rick's a punk. (laughs) Rick's a punk. (laughs) We cut to the Miyagi-Do dojo parking lot then. And it seemed like it was right after that. Because Robbie was walking in and Sam was there. She was practicing the moves in the circle of sand. The wheel technique. The wheel technique, that's right. And she like began to ask him about you know, the technique and he seemed real, real angry. He was like real short. He was kind of short with her. Yeah. He said he didn't remember. He said, how's a stupid dance going to save us in a fight anyway? It is kind of like a dance, isn't it? It is choreographed dance that's how he's feeling it he's feeling a little angry and of course that's from all the stuff that's going on in his home life and they went to the backyard though and daniel was taking the bonsai trees off the monument monument to balance in the pond you guys yeah and what was he doing with that he said that mr miyagi built that a couple years before he died and that it was a monument to balance, and he's going to teach them to do the will technique on that floating table because it will help them sense each other's movements. That's such a cool idea. And he got it, of course, from the spinning tire in the shop. So he is just learning how to be his own style of sensei. And it's, and it's great because he's also, Miyagi made that, He's kind of changing it to be his own thing. Very, very cool. 
Robbie and Sam, they got in there kind of slow, and Sam was grossed out, of course, a little bit. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a koi pond with a, <laughs> with a floating table in the middle of it, pretty much. Yes, and they both got on it, and Daniel was telling them to look at each other, sense each other, find their balance. And he got them to start doing the wheel dance on it. And it worked for a bit, but then they both fell in. Sam was like, when was the last time this was cleaned? But uh, Sam, they don't clean fish ponds. Just no, let you know. surprised. I guess those two must weigh nearly the same amount. <laughs> yeah, it's surprised, pretty close. Surprised me, right? You know, like, yeah, you think, you think Robbie probably would weigh a little more. But I guess they're about the same weight because uh, they're about equally balanced sitting on both sides of the table there. They were, and they were kind of almost wearing the same outfit as well. Uh, gray top with navy blue pants. And on a side note, Tanner Buchanan and Mary Mauser, the, the two people that play them, they're actually really good friends in real life. That's cool. Yeah, they go and hang around, hang out and stuff. And apparently they're really good friends from the research I've been doing. So while they're in there, we cut to the Johnny and the Cobra Kai. It's going back and forth, showing the different ways that the dojos are training. And the Cobra Kais are near that cement truck. And yeah, the, the, the dojos are training different ways. And it was kind of like, you know, the forest and the junkyard comparison in season one. Yeah. Kind of like that. So we have like a cement truck and a balancing in the koi pond. In Miyagi-Do, you are learning to trust your partner and to find balance. In Cobra Kai right now, it seems like you're learning about strength and moving forward using cement as like the lesson there. They're both good lessons, Cole. What they do you are. think about that? Johnny was telling these kids that like cement, if you if you stay stagnant, you, you kind of stay still and you don't continue moving forward, that you will get stuck. And he's always, he's, you know, it's a good metaphor for to continue their training. If you don't, if you don't keep on training uh, or learning new things, you'll just kind of, you'll get stuck, you know, uh, you won't, you won't, you won't progress. So the, the, the cement's a good metaphor for that. And both these guys are, are great, you know, at teaching in their own ways. You know, it's the, it's the cool thing about the show is that you got these kids who are all kind of pitted against each other, but when it comes down to it, the lessons are still good from both sides, uh, even though like one may be a little more like harsh than the other, I guess. That's perfectly said. And that is like the meat of the show. I love the different philosophies and showing the different ways how there's good things about both the yin and the yang, as we say. And the show does such a good job of delving into that. And that's exactly where we are right now, Cole. And you nailed it. It's exactly what is going on. He asked them if he if they want to stay stuck, and they said, "No, Sensei." He said, "Good, get up in there and make it turn." This is a super hardcore, dangerous <laughs> training technique. Yeah, this right? would never fly. Dude. This would <laughs> never fly today. Not even when this was filmed would it fly. You know, like you know, Johnny's old school. Johnny's old school. He's old school. And so they start to say, hey, this ain't going to fly. 
But then Crease came in with a with a quiet. Did you hear? Did you hear Crease? Crease yeah, come in with the, his quiet with a, with a greasy quiet. Man. Greasy quiet. <laughs> That's the first time he's spoken to the students, really. And I noticed that Johnny did not ask him to come in. You know, Crease just butts in. Okay, he, like he's slithering further in. Okay, greasy Crease slithering further in every way he can. He goes on, he starts berating the students for doubting Johnny. And did, did you hear what he called them? He said they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> a pathetic pack of pussies, dude. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> he told them it was a miracle that they even won the All Valley. And he went on to say that Johnny was the best Cobra Kai student ever. And that he would know that because he is the one that taught him. Looks like you know he's playing to Johnny's emotions again, man. You can tell. Playing on his emotions and also saying that, hey, I'm the one that taught your sensei. And yep. you know, Johnny, Johnny did not tell him to say that. You know, it could be a thing. You know, you, you might want to keep yeah. that mystique. It's another way that Crease is slithering in. He does it every way he can. Yeah, he's telling them like he's like, yeah, Johnny's uh, he's like he's like, Johnny's badass, but he's only badass because I taught him. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because even even Hawk was like, "Your sensei, sensei, <laughs> your sensei, sensei." <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. So and the, yeah, Crease was telling the kids to listen to Johnny. Get in the truck. So who was the first one to get in? Of course, it's Miguel. Miguel's the leader, and followed up closely by Hawk. They're a cool. I really love their friendship. They're a cool. Brotherly love duo. Hawks a punk. Hawks a punk sometimes. <laughs> and we got some cool music as they started to climb in. Okay, y'all, and this is a really good, another montage, just like a workout montage. And the show is going to be cutting back and forth between the cement truck and the balancing pond. And it's so cool. Do you like this part, Cole? Yeah. It is so cool. What did you like about it so far? Like I said earlier, I liked, you know, Johnny's metaphor for the, the cement and how, you know, the kids will become standing they'll get stuck he's trying to teach them to move forward and right now i think he's trying to teach them to work as a team as well yeah because one person just can't do it on their own they're in there and we got some cool techno you guys it's kind of like an 80s montage workout montage Robbie and Sam were getting better at the wheel technique and the Cobra Kai's were starting to struggle to spin the truck, the cement truck. They did get it to start spinning though. And the music was like kicking up a notch. And I love this part. I love it. Sam and Robbie, they fell down, but you know, Daniel was like encouraging them to get up and keep going. And Johnny was yelling encouragement to the kids in the cement truck and the other students started cheering. 
as it started to spin. It was so cool. And afterwards, after the montage, Johnny was hosing down the kids like they were like covered in cement. <laughs> he just, just sprayed them down with the water hose. Right in the face, almost. What was he telling them? Do you remember? No. He was saying, y'all, uh, your parents would be proud if they knew about this, which, which they won't because <laughs> <laughs> you will not tell them what happened. Because you will never tell them what happened. <laughs> yeah, but he's so good at speeches. I yeah. really love it. He... You got some more? No, I'm just saying you're right. Uh, he's like, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a good coach, you know. He uh... really good at speeches, and he went on to say that they trained like champions today. They were never giving up, and they kept moving forward. If they kept moving forward, and if they keep doing that, they're going to go to places that they've never even dreamed of. And I love those speeches. He's really good at it. And like Miguel met his eyes and they smiled and nodded and and yeah, what do you think about all that stuff, Cole? Pretty awesome. Well, Johnny, he's you know he's he's he, Johnny kind of reminds me of like some of the teachers I had when I was in school. You know, like you know, the, these guys, you know, you know, were they were tough, but at the same time they were motivational, and you like they'd be hard on you, but it was it was just to kind of push you forward, you know. And I I, I respect that. It made you get into in, into a cement truck. I don't think I'd ever get into a cement truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell your parents. But yeah, Johnny kind of reminds me of my woodshop teacher when I was in high school. Oh, that's so cool. You have to tell some some stories of him sometime. Co- Coach Mac, yeah, he was kind of like he's kind of like Johnny in a, in a way. Hard but inspirational. Yeah, exactly. He's always, you know, he's always p- picking on us and stuff, but yeah, he's also you know, inspirational. <laughs> Out of love. That's right. That is right. We'll have to hear some more stories about him as we go along. At the next scene, though, guys, we are back at the Miyagi-Do dojo. And Robbie was drying off from the training when Sam came in saying that that day's training was awesome because they started to feel each other on the balancing beam yeah, and everything. They found the rhythm there. They did. Sam asked Robbie if he needed a ride home. And I think that's because she likes him too a little bit now. All right, she's starting to maybe spin some... Ooh, oh. well, Robbie, he thought about it, but then he declined. And why did do you know? Do you think why why did he decline this ride from Sam? Well, he probably doesn't want her to see the state that he's living in. He's embarrassed. One hundred one hundred percent, there, Cole. He doesn't want her to find out about the home life. He he has no parents there, no food, no power, and that would be embarrassing to if you had a girl that you liked. You don't want to show her that. Robbie then, he went on to apologize to Sam, though, for being short with her in the morning. You remember when he came in? Yeah. He was saying, hey, I'm just dealing with some stuff at home. He, and he kind of confides in her here. He says, 
his mom took off and she missed some bills. But then he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. So he left. This is really important here, you guys. We cut to Daniel in the other room of the dojo, and he's talking to Mr. Miyagi's picture. And he's saying, that wasn't so bad for our first day. <laughs> and that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. I like that because it shows that he's starting to believe in himself, too. A lot of mental health stuff going on in this show. Sam came in at that moment, though. And do you remember what she was telling to Daniel? Do you remember what she said there? Yeah, she's kind of hinted. She, like, I asked him, like, do you know, do you know much about Robbie's home life? That's right. The, the truth is starting to come out. Unfortunately, it was that's a good move on Sam. Do you think that's a good move? I think that's a good move on her. Yeah, I mean, she's worried about him. She's worried about him. And we cut to the Keen residence, and yeah, we're right there. Robbie is alone. There's no lights, and he was using uh the last of the cereal to make a bowl of cereal, but he was going to go make it with water. Yeah. While, while he's in total darkness also, the lights are on. That was so sad to me. That's so sad. It even looked like he was kind of used to it. Yeah, he probably is. He's like, you know what I'm saying? He probably had done that before. Oh my gosh. And y'all, it was pops, pops cereal. One of my favorites, and pops without milk is a travesty, you guys. That is a tra- that is an abomination of nature. And you you, ha- you have to have whole milk. Small, some good old corn pops. It's got to be yeah, corn pops with whole milk. That's the best. Okay, you guys. And what is your favorite cereal, Cole? And why oh is God, it why man. why is it cinnamon toast crunch? Ooh, that's that's a <laughs> tough question. I think I usually go my go to cereal is probably Fruity Pebbles, man. That's good stuff. With some, like you said, with whole milk, too. That's that's sweet. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Hey, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All-time favorite, you guys. <laughs> all-time favorite. All-time favorite. Let's, let's uh, email in, guys. What's your favorite cereal? Let's get it going. So he's doing that, and at that moment, there's the knock at the door, and it's, you know, of course, it's Daniel. And he, he wants to see... If Robbie's mom is at home, he asks Robbie that, but she's not at home, is she, Cole? She's in Mexico. Where? Yeah, where is she? Near Cabo. Yeah, Cabo adjacent. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Robbie just looked down after that, you know, but Daniel said, hey, it's all right. And he put his hand on Robbie's shoulder, man. And like Robbie tried to force a smile. It's so sad. So the truth finally came out. Mm-mm-mm. What'd you think about that scene, Cole? It was kind of a touching scene. Daniel's uh he's he's, he's keeping an eye on a student. You know, he, he feels bad for uh he respects Robbie, you know, he lo- he lo- you can tell that he he loves Robbie. You know, that that's that's his student and he wants to make sure that Robbie's being taken care of. You are 100% right there, Cole. And I have another question for you. Where is Johnny? <laughs> that, you know, that is a question that, yeah, Johnny's cool, dude, right? But there's some things he's not cool about. This is one of them. Like, where is Johnny? And, you know, if you, if you have any sort of actual uh, morals, then you, you, you would be asking this question also. Where is Johnny? 
Yeah, he's not checking on his kid. His kid is really struggling, and he hasn't checked on him, it seems like, or anything. So, yeah, big deal. It's going to set things up because at the next scene, it seems like later that night, we are at the LaRusso household, you guys. And Robbie's, he's happy now, man. He's, he's in the kitchen. He's smiling. He's having a nice big bowl of like hot homemade pasta, it seems, from Amanda. Sam's in there with him. They're eating dinner. And Daniel and Amanda are talking in the other room, okay? This is going to set things up because Amanda was saying she couldn't believe that Robbie was living by himself, which he was for days and even longer probably. And Daniel's thinking we could put an air mattress in the guest house. It was so funny. It was like Daniel's like asking if he could have his friend stay over <laughs> like for the night. It was so well, funny. It, it kind of made me think also about how uh... – Daniel went to go live with uh, Mr. Miyagi for a little while, you know, in the second movie when uh, his mom had to go back and take care of Uncle Louie. That's 100% correct. So it's the continuation. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. That's a good shout there. History repeats itself. History repeats itself. Amanda said, yeah, it's okay for tonight, but we have to talk to his parents. It's like, hey, go talk. Go ask him if it's okay. So that means that Daniel needs to talk to Johnny. Yeah, I was kind of like asking for, for friends could stay yeah. over or something. <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, you know, Shannon's not answering the phone. Oh, well, he does have another parent. Mm, and he needs to go talk to Johnny about it. And speaking of, Crease was talking to Johnny in the Cobra Kai Dojo office. We cut to there. Creasy Crease. Creasy Crease. He's in there. He, they're talking about what happened earlier. And he was saying, hey, I was impressed by that training. Crease the punk. Crease is punk. Creasy, crease is punk. Crease is greasy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. So Crease says that, hey, let's go get a couple tall boys, his treat. And he wants to go over, that'll give him a chance to go over tomorrow's lesson. Ooh. But he's butting in. He's butting in more. Johnny said, so you're coming back tomorrow, huh? Like, he, he didn't even ask him. He hasn't even asked him yet. He's just kind of assuming. And Cree said, yeah, well, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. And you, you can see how he's sl- slithering in, right, Cole? Yeah, you can tell he's just trying to, he's trying to butter Johnny up. You know, he's trying to play to his emotions once again. It's like, oh, yeah, you're doing great. You know, you, you're, uh, you, you, I can tell you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to get buddy-buddy with him so he can slip. Slip back in. Yeah, buying him drinks. Yeah. Right after that, you guys, we got a we we got a quick cut scene here over to Johnny's apartment. Okay, and Miguel has used Johnny's spare key to get in. And he's he's dropping off some food from Carmen. Okay, Carmen cooked him <laughs> dinner, and she said that he she didn't want Johnny eating Slim Jims for breakfast anymore. <laughs> But how like dare the, she say that? Like in the, like in the beginning scene. Yeah. <laughs> how dare she say that? That's the breakfast of cha- eating Slim Jims. <laughs> That's the breakfast of champions. Like I like I you know I like some cores and Slim Jim every now and then. Dude, man, not bad. Slim Slim Jims are amazing. You gotta bring they some are. over next time you come to my house. Yeah, man. Love some Slim Jims. Greasy Slim Jims. It's like greasy like crease. <laughs> 
So as Miguel was doing that and putting the food in Johnny's fridge, he noticed that 2010 champs soccer picture. And that was of Robbie. Yeah, younger, young Robbie. And he's starting to make the connection. He's starting to make the connection. Robbie's Johnny's son. son Johnny's son. son. Oh my God. It's his son, son, son. There, there's a lot of truth Ooh. coming in. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of truth coming out this episode, you guys. But we cut back to the, it's called the Receipt of Flats Mini Mart, I noticed. Finally. So we have the Receipt of Heights and we have the Receipt of Flats. It's pretty funny. So Johnny and Crease, they were leaving the corner store and Crease was having some argument with Nestor. Do you notice? They're like arguing. Yeah. And it's just like Nestor and Johnny didn't get along. Now Crease is saying some stuff about, you know, if you don't like America. Yeah, he probably said something racist to him or something. That's what it seems like. Yeah, learn. he probably told him to learn English. Something like that. But right at that moment, you guys, Daniel showed up. So Daniel hasn't seen Crease in all these years. And he, the first thing he said was, dead my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the second time that Crease has supposedly been dead, right? To Daniel, how many like how many times is he going to do it? That's so funny. So this is a huge meeting, you guys. You know, Daniel and Crease, they ha- they almost have a rivalry that's almost as big as Daniel and Johnny, almost. Because Crease was the one that was making Johnny do all that stuff back in the day. All about Karate Kid One. Yeah, Crease has definitely always been like Daniel's actual rival. I guess you know what I mean. Like Johnny is just a puppet, or was just a puppet of his. You know, in the first movie, really. Totally. That's why it's such a huge thing. Huge meetup after thirty something years. And Crease said, "Well, the gang's all back together." Well, almost everyone. My condolences. Oh my gosh, dude. No way. He went there. Of course he would. He's talking about Mr. Miyagi, of course. It's punk, man. It's a low blow from Crease. Creasy. Creasy, Crease. And what else did you expect, right? Daniel got mad about that, you know, a little angry, but then he composed himself. And he said, Well, you're lucky he's not here. And then he asked Crease about his knuckles. <laughs> nice one, Daniel. Been like nearly 40 years. <laughs> yeah. The first thing he says, how's your knuckles? Point Daniel. Because we got some flashbacks of when Mr. Miyagi made Crease cut his knuckles on the windows at the beginning of Karate Kid 2, of course, you guys. So after some more banter and trash talking a little bit, Johnny asked Daniel, like, he's like, what are you do, even doing here right now? But Daniel said he came there to ask a question, and he got his answer. So what do you think he was talking about there? It's like nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, and I think he was going to you know, ask about Robbie saying it at the house and stuff. Yeah, he was, and then he sees, like, Crease there drinking beer with Johnny. He's like, okay, you know, I see Johnny's... Johnny hasn't changed at all. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because Crease is there and yeah. all that stuff. He's going to take Robbie under his wing even more and let him stay at the house. It seems like that's his answer. And so after saying that, Dana was walking off. This is the end of the episode, you guys. He got in his car and he's driving off. The camera panned out of the mini mart, leaving Johnny and Crease just standing there. And we got some more cool rock music right at the end as the camera panned out. And it was cut to black, you guys. End of episode. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? Daniel's uh, he's he's ready to take on Cobra Kai. He's doesn't want to see Crease do what he did, you know, in the in the movies again. And he's uh he's determined to stop it. He is, and he is going to take Robbie under his wing a little bit more and let him live at the house and train there. And you know, Sam's there too. So potentials, potentials. And what did you think about that episode altogether, Cole? Uh, it was awesome. I like seeing uh, how both dojos train. The lessons that both both dojos teach as well. Daniel is all about balance. I mean, that's that's the whole heart of Miyagi, though. Balance. He's teaching these kids that, and it's important to have balance in life. And Johnny's teachings, like I said earlier, are great. Also, you know, teaching kids not to not to kind of stay stagnant, don't get complacent. With where you're at, you know, there's always room to improve. Keep moving forward. So I like, so I like seeing, you know, the two different styles. And then, yeah, we can see that we're kind of they're gearing up to, to fight each other. You know, they're getting ready. Yes, it was so cool, and I agree with you. The two different styles of training: Miyagi Do showing the balance, Cobra Kai showing the non-complacency, moving forward. There are good lessons and good strategies from both sides, you guys. And yes, they are training up to fight each other. These dojos will not be friends. They are diametrically opposed, and they are training up for the karate war. Yes, it was so cool seeing their first days. Kreese is back in the mix, unfortunately, and he is really moving in on Johnny. He has an agenda. So you have to watch out for Greasy Crease, you guys. You have to watch out for him. Mean old Paul Paul. Mean old Paul Paul. There's some potentials potentially happening with Robbie and Sam. And it's a big deal because Robbie is about to start living at the LaRusso household. So he's going to be living there, training there. Sam is there. That's all happening, you guys. And did you have any favorite lines or moments from that episode, Cole? Yeah, I liked, uh, I liked how uh, the, some of the Cobra Kai, uh, I guess, veterans at this point were kind of hazing the new kids. I thought that was funny. I was shit, giving them <laughs> the nicknames. Should have one or two or whatever and all that. Uh-huh, yes. I liked uh, also 
<laughs> like you said, when Johnny Johnny looked just totally embarrassed, man, when the kids were like goofing off, and that look on his face was just hilarious. He's like, "What the hell is this?" Quiet. <laughs> that was the yeah. best quiet, and, and I'm telling you guys, that's my favorite one in the whole series. He has so much rage in it. And I'm thinking, I was thinking, I, I kind of felt the same way. I kind of felt the same way before. I'm like, what are these kids doing? That's, you know, that's cringe almost. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you could tell he was like, oh my God, not in front of Crease. Not in front of Crease, exactly. Exactly. Anything else? I liked uh, seeing Daniel also try to, you know, he, you can tell he's still got a whole lot of respect for Mr. Miyagi. And, um, uh, he still, you know, he, he still kind of talks to Mr. Miyagi, even though he's not there anymore. And uh, it's great seeing him become a master of Miyagi to himself and using his own style to teach it. It is so cool. And I love that stuff, just like you. I eat it up. It is so cool that he still talks to Mr. Miyagi through the pictures and everything. Mr. Miyagi is a big part of the dojo. It feels like he's kind of still there. It's amazing. The whole Robbie home life situation, I think, was really well done. Um, his, his mom and everything. And, and yeah, watch that episode again. She's grabbing some pills at the house. What's, uh, what was your favorite, favorite part or favorite line? I really enjoyed the montages, my friend. All, there was a few really good ones. The car montage at the beginning, so, so cool. I got to get into that car somehow i love the selling montage of daniel and amanda i thought that was really really cool showed more of their relationship and stuff also the training montage of the balancing in the pond of miyagi do and the how it cut back and forth between that and the cement truck of cobra kai that was so so cool with the music going and everything and then, yes, at the end, we do have a situation where Robbie is going to begin to live at the LaRusso household. And, yeah, don't forget, you guys, that is Johnny's son. So it's a huge thing, and it really set it up. And now Miguel knows. And now Miguel knows. And now Miguel knows, you guys. Just like Shakespeare. Just like Romeo and Juliet. Why are you showing mercy to Robbie Keane? Now he knows. Mm -hmm. Now he knows. So yes, and that was a really good episode. It sh it really set things up and continued some of the storylines. There was no karate in that at all. It's all about building and training, and I loved it. So yes, do you have anything else to say about that episode, my friend? I think we I think we wrapped it up. Do we got it? Do we? Uh, yeah, said a bit all I could say about it. I think so too, and I hope you guys enjoyed the way we do things and the Kip's Corner and stuff. We're going to delve into some more issues and really get into these episodes, and it is so much fun. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, listener. Kip, Kip's, Kip's Corner, Corner. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> Go sit. <laughs> but yes, thank you, listener. We are having a blast doing this, and I'm so glad to have you along the way. And Cole, my friend, I really appreciate your time. You are my binary brother. And yes, <laughs> we are going all the way. And why are we going all the way, Cole? Because Cobra Kai never dies. 
You bet your ass. All right, you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here, Cole. Bye, guys. See you next time. All right, bye. Bye.